Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, you're saving it for a good time. What is it? Big G. The best. This is Dirt and Spray. Hey, check this out. Blue Garrick's pants. Not a bad fit. Hey, you don't think that nerve disease of his was contagious, do you? I'm gonna take him off. I'm too important to this team. Big Stein can't be flopping and twitching. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Spray. Let's have a smell, all right? Ooh, wafting, wafting. Oh, everyone likes their own brand, don't they? This is magic. Dirt and Spray, gone 1080. Those goofy bastards are just about the best thing I've got going in this crazy world. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour, Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Sup? I kind of just want to talk quietly because that music is so damn loud (laughs) that it doesn't matter if I yell, you're not going to hear it anyway. My eardrums are bleeding. Yes, and when he tells us to break 80 times in a segment, it hurts. Like, it actually <gasps> physically hurts. Christ. Um, we have a lot to get into. If you missed our interview with uh, David Sampson of um, Nothing Personal Podcast, former exec for the Marlins, he talked to us about expansion with the Portland Diamond Project versus Salt Lake. We'll bring some of that back uh, in the final hour. We also have a Major League ba- Baseball a minor league team update to give you that I think you'll enjoy. Oh. But uh, it's time to kick off our final hour as we do every Thursday at 8 a.m. with our good friend Ken Barkley. You better, you bet. Had a great show yesterday. All week has had good shows, but yesterday was a really good show. Enjoyed the Jay Billis content. He joins us now on Twitter, at Lockie Lockerson. Uh, Ken, do we have an update? We had a lot of Bet Welcher texts come in about me to you. Uh, I shot you some information after last week's uh, interview. Have you received anything yet? Just to uh, just to continue the bit, I should be like, no, nothing, nothing came yet. Like, I, like, what's the deal? Because <laughs> you get peppered by more by more tweets and comments from people. No, the uh, the the Oregon box came yesterday. I think I opened it. Yes, so really looking forward to it. We're gonna have uh, my mom's visiting for a few days. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy some some salmon tonight, and some cheese and crackers, and yes. uh, and think and dream about the Pacific Northwest. It's is gonna be a like, great time. Is there like a bag of weed in there too? Well, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I could. yeah. That's that's after she leaves. That's for that. That's for the. That's for late night. Well, Some gummies. We we have the best weed. I'm sorry I couldn't send it to you. If you're ever out here, I'll hook you up. Um, we've talked a little college basketball with you last couple weeks. I, I I wanted to pick your brain. I listened to your guys' show yesterday, and this is a zig versus zagging moment with you, Ken. And so sorry if you think this is stupid. 
Once upon a time, Virginia lost to a 16 seed, and everybody and their mom made fun of it. We couldn't believe it. And they didn't just lose. They got housed in that game. And then it was like, oh, Bennett can't win. Virginia's kind of this overrated team that always disappoints. They won the national championship the very next year. I find myself looking at Purdue this way, and I still don't think they win. But is there value on betting Purdue in the off chance that this thing is more wide open than people think, and Purdue just gets a great bracket and it breaks for them? How you feel about Purdue as kind of this underdog favorite as potentially a one seed that nobody wants to gamble on? Right. So it's a it's a great question, right? And you're uh, you're thinking the same way as a lot of people drawing the parallel between Virginia and Purdue. Like it's it's almost like the narrative has already written itself, right? Well, it worked for Virginia. Like, why, why can't it work for Purdue? Uh, and the funny thing is, like, Tony Bennett, Virginia's coach, had just as much of a terrible history in the tournament as Matt Painter does right now. And actually, and that even continued even after Virginia won the title. Like, they lost to Furman last year. And the, like, but he went right back to being terrible again right after they won the title. The one difference between the two teams, honestly, so that Virginia team, they both had really good regular seasons, right? Virginia was, like, the best team in the country. When they won, Purdue's one of the best teams. Like, the overall talent of both teams, though, is not the same. And there's a couple ways you can measure this. There's some recruiting stuff. There's, like, kind of, like, NBA draft comp type stuff, like how many guys are going to be pros. People forget Virginia. Like, yeah, they brought back everybody, and they added, like, an NBA lottery pick, like a high lottery pick in DeAndre Hunter, who obviously still is playing in the NBA right now. And, like, his sort of, like, addition to the team is really, like, the catalyst that made them, I mean, he got them through a couple of those tournament games that they had to get through. Purdue didn't do anything like that. It's just Edie again, and it's the same guys, and it's Matt Painter, and it's so just their overall talent. Like, you think about UConn last year. I mean, they have three pros on that team. I mean, I don't know where, I think Sonogo doesn't really get in the game ever, but Andre Jackson got drafted by the Bucks. Jordan Hawkins plays for the Pelicans. Like, these are big-time players. Like, mm-hmm. that's not Purdue. Like, that's just not what that is. So, like, can they make a deep run? I think it would be nice for Painter to get, kind of get the monkey off his back a little bit. Like, I'm almost rooting for it. Would I ever bet them at a really low price? Uh, I think I would prefer uh, several other teams instead. So I have a buddy that is a uh, – it's borderline on becoming a problem. I've sent him the numbers a couple times. He's telling me I bet on Tarleton State. I bet on uh, – um, I'm trying to think of another team he has had a line on before. But I remember years ago, it was mid-major conference tournament week. And he's showing me bets on some mid-major, like again, conference championship week that he's betting on. So as we are getting closer to March Madness, is there a team around that mid-major? Like I feel like I've seen him talk about like McNeese State, who's like twenty-six and three. Mm. Is there teams in that kind of part of the uh, landscape that you're like, when it becomes tourney time, if they if they can lock up their conference and they are going to go to the tournament, look at them for pulling that five twelve, that um, that four thirteen upset or uh, two fifteen. I mean, well, one sixteen. Hell, we've gotten a couple of those over the last five to ten years now. Yeah, sure. It's you know, it's a good question because I think everybody, everybody likes an upset. Can I ask a question first? Where is Tarleton State? I don't I, like, know. I, I, everybody says this. I have, I have no, no idea. idea where it's at. I I thought Texas. I was told Texas in my ear. The other school he threw out was uh, it was Bellarmine. I think Bellarmine beat Louisville uh last year at the beginning of the season, and I I hit him up. I was like. 
did you see them lose to Bet? They're and- literally called the Tarleton State Texans. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that settles that. So oh, I didn't I know that either. So clearly yeah. in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, right. then he's throwing yeah. out Bellarmine and he's giving me coaches' names too. And I'm like, buddy, uh, we need to talk. We need to sit down. Uh, I think that's sure. a problem. But yeah, I mean, like, is there anything that you've seen throughout the year where it's like, this is a team that. You know, nobody knows about right now, but when it becomes tourney time, like that is the team that, that have your eye on. I can't believe they're the Tarleton State Texans. That's incredibly funny. Uh, <laughs> there's a, I, just like, I don't know where it is. Well, well, you dummy, you could just use your phone and figure it out pretty fast. Well, Ken, uh, I felt dumb I, Googling it because it pops up Texans, and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, like, it's like, where's Bellarmine? Oh, well, they're called the Bellarmine New Yorkers. So that's, oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, that settles. I don't know where Bellarmine is, but, um, there's there's a couple schools. I think uh, the mistake that people make sometimes is they only work that side of the problem, though. So, like, I think we're all excited when the bracket comes out. We look at, like, a 5-12, right, or a, a 6-11 or a 4-13, and we try to figure out, like, all right, who's that small school that's going to pull the upset, right? And to answer your question, yeah, like McNeese State, which I think you brought up as part of that answer, they're definitely someone who's really good that's probably going to be in that seed range. Grand Canyon uh, is coached by Bryce Drew. Um, who's like not an amazing coach, but for Grand Canyon, he's a pretty good coach. And they, I think they've only lost uh, three, four games this year too. They'll be a 12. Uh, Samford is really, really good. They probably have the best up and coming coach. Um, the guy who came up through like the Alabama high school ranks. And so like, the, you know, these are teams where sure, like you could play on them. I think the other way I'd, I'd approach the problem though, is you want to play against a team that's like a five or a six that you don't like. So it can, it kind of takes two in that equation, right? Like, like Furman was whatever last year. I didn't like Furman a whole lot, but boy, you could have hated Virginia. You could have really wanted to play against them. And it didn't matter who the 13 was. You were going to be interested. So there's kind of two ways to work the problem, the small school way. So my answer is, you know, McNeese, Grand Canyon, Samford. These are like, like hardcore college basketball people probably just agree with that. And we all kind of know who those teams are, but on the opposite side, uh, whoever Alabama's against, whoever Kentucky's against, whoever, you know, like these kind of schools. I'm sure there are a couple other ones that I could come up with. Um, You want to be against them, like teams that play no defense, teams with a history of tournament upsets, teams from the Mountain West, if they get seeded really highly, one of the worst conferences in the history of the NCAA tournament, and it basically never changes. They had a team make the final last year, but they also had teams flame out the same way as they always do so just like you know you can be the small like small schools are awesome and i I, you know it's fun to pull for them but you can also you can work the problem the opposite way and uh and usually have just as much success which is good ken barkley you better you bet is our guest here bet ql analyst uh host show monday through friday with nick costos give him a follow on twitter at locky lockerson every thursday at 8 a.m uh, NBA is getting interesting, Ken. The East is uh, maybe Boston, maybe it's Milwaukee, maybe you buy into Cleveland. I still think the West is Denver and everybody else, and I would still, as dumb as it may sound, I'd bet Denver versus the field in that conference. Where are you at right now with the NBA, and anything changed for you, things you're kind of eyeing, markets you're, you're buying in on? Where are you at right now in the NBA? Well, I'll give you I'll give you two things. One, kind of like the macro, like what you were talking about there with teams. Yeah. And then we can do. There's an award that I'm like obsessed with right now, which maybe we can talk about afterwards. Uh, so the the macro, yeah, I, I think this has been a really important stretch for Denver. Uh, won four in a row, and look like they were supposed to beat all four teams to a certain extent. The Warriors, like they were, Denver was a dog in that game, but like. You know, you look at the schedule, it's not like they're playing the Celtics every night or playing Oklahoma City or playing Minnesota. It was just really important because 
they had really just kind of slept, like sleepwalked, sleptwalked, however you say that, through the, the first half of the season. You know, they're the four seed. They're kind of just going through the motions. Malone even talked about it a lot. And what you've seen from them is it's like, well, they didn't just beat the Wizards. They obliterated the Wizards. Like, they didn't just beat the Kings last night with De'Aaron Fox out. They ran up the score in the third quarter. Like, these are important distinctions, right? They didn't just beat the Warriors. In the third quarter, they outplayed them more than any team has outplayed the Warriors probably in the third quarter all year. There's a difference between that and just winning or that and like, well, you know, we win two out of three, whatever. And just for like somebody like me, what I, I usually do is I use a lot of historical criteria. Like, how do champions usually look? What do they look like? And in the NBA, the regular season is really important. You can't just be okay in the regular season and win. It never happens. It's never happened. You can't even be good and win. You have to be uh, insane, really good in the regular season to win the NBA title. It tells us a lot about what happens. And that's what Denver's starting to do, which is really important, I think, for them. So I, all year I've kind of bought into the idea I, really, I only want them and I don't want Boston and I don't want anybody else. So I, I think Denver – I, I agree with you, like the West is them and everybody else. I think the league is them and everybody else to a certain extent. If they played Boston in the finals and it was a very small kind of money line price either way, I would bet Denver would probably be my biggest bet of the season. I just I, I think push comes to shove, I won't want Boston in that series. Milwaukee would be the only other team who's kind of doing something similar to what Denver's doing right now, running up the score, starting to play a lot better. And again, quality of competition, not great, but like Milwaukee didn't do that in the first half of the season. They lost a bunch of games to bad teams, actually. So the fact that both those teams are starting to do that right now is interesting to me. It could be I end up betting both. I have a lot of Denver already. And now the question is like, as they win more games, do I just want to add more four to one, five to one with the idea that like, I, I don't know who's beating them four out of seven right now. I, I, I don't think there's a team out there that can do that. What's the uh, we'll get you out of here on the awards market thing that you, you were talking about. Well, get ready for the dumbest one available. Yes, uh, sixth yes. man of the year is uh, <laughs> is insanity right now. So here here's just uh, here's like the cliff notes so everybody can kind of follow along. Like, what am I looking for here? Um, you two things tend to define who wins this award: uh, scoring off the bench, so like points per game off the bench. That's pretty easy to understand. This is like the best bench player. But then also team success. It almost always comes from not even like a good team, one of the best teams. Sounds like Trump, the best. And, uh, and so it's like, you know, team success and scoring off the bench. Okay, there is no perfect candidate this season. Does not, he doesn't exist. And so what you have is you have guys who score a little more, but the team's not very good. And you have guys on great teams, but they don't score as much. So you have this like weird and – and we have no idea what the voters are going to value more. And they have a tendency to do some kind of wacky things here sometimes. And they actually tend to reward the team success more than the scoring off the bench. So Malik Monk is the favorite and has been the favorite in this market for a while. He's a minus price. As they lose more, they lose last night to Denver. They play Minnesota in Minnesota tomorrow night. That's probably another loss. Not sure if De'Aaron Fox is going to play in that game, which is a big deal. So, like, as they drift into this 9-10 play-in whatever – a lot of people that like bet and we talk about awards and I text with people like we all kind of think he won't win if that happens. Like if they're in this nine ten and he scores like 15 points a game, that's not a great candidacy and he's a big price and there are lots of appealing candidates behind them. So like Nas Reed from the Timberwolves is really appealing. Mm -hmm. Karis Levert had like 15 assists off the bench for the Cavs last night. They lost, but they're going to have a big record. 
at the end of the year. These are like compelling guys, and I'll give you the really crazy one. If the Bucks really get like white hot, which I think is going to happen, I think a lot of people think that's going to happen. They're finally going to start playing really well. Bobby Portis has never won this award before, and he's come in the top five a few times. Kind of a likable guy. He's had a terrible season, but in the last 25 games, he had a great game against Charlotte the other night. If he goes crazy and it's like, oh, well, like Doc took over, like who bought in? Well, Bobby Portis was the guy who bought in, and like that's why we're on this run, and that's why we're playing really well. Uh, I think that's a way to reward the Bucks for winning a ton of games. He's still 100-1 to 1 in a bunch of places, and he is behind – six or seven players who have no chance to win. Um, I would be curious if he had like a great week or two, what would happen there. I, I think this award is wacky every day. I think about it and it, it gets crazier and crazier. It could be a fun opportunity. You are a wacky gambler, but you're very smart and you pay attention to the details. I will be laying my Bobby Portis six man of the year bet. As soon as I get off the radio this morning, Ken Barkley of you better, you bet on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Always enjoy the conversation. I hope you enjoy the box. I don't know what your expectations were. I got the best box that the website from Made in Oregon offered. Enjoy that box, Ken, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. I think you just set the record for most times saying box in about uh, 15 seconds. That was really good. I'll enjoy it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, so. yeah. there we go. Thanks for pointing that out. I said box a lot there, didn't box. I? Uh, yeah, I box. <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff from him. A minor league story that's very interesting. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I want to bring to your attention next on The Fan. All right, we'll dive back in. David Sampson of Nothing Personal was on in the 6 a.m. hour, so we'll bring some clips back. His read on the Portland Diamond Project. I want to do uh, I didn't think I would do this this week, but I want to bring up a minor league baseball team 
get your thoughts. There is a team that has introduced themselves. The Danville Dairy Daddies <laughs> is a new minor league affiliate, and their logo or mascot is exactly what you expect, a ripped-ass cow. Um well, it's not a like bull. He's, he's like swole, like yeah, yeah, like he's yeah, and he's holding the he's leaning on a bat, and he's got jeans on, and he's so it's a shirtless thirst trap cow. Although I don't <laughs> know how any of the uh, male female stuff works, I did take an animal science classes here, but it's a male cow with horns out of its head, and it's a shirtless ripped cow. And it's the Dairy Daddy. That is, he is giving me a look also. Oh, like, it's a sexy, it's dude, a sexy mascot. He, his eyes, yeah, he's kind of peeking like, you want this. You want these udders, don't you? Now, if well, you're, actually, the females has the udders. Right. I don't think, yeah, the male cows have any udders. Uh, yeah. Well, what do I'm So this is a, an equivalent of a Corvallis Knights, a Portland Pickles. It's a smaller college-esque affiliate type team. And they're calling themselves the Danville Dairy Daddies. I'm going to have to buy a t-shirt. The Dairy mm. Daddies. The Dairy Daddies. A lot of dairy farms in Danville, California? Uh, I, I, I guess. I don't know. A lot of milk. Maybe I mean, that it, is uh, an agriculture uh, area. It's nice there. to say the Danville Dairy Daddies, though. Isn't mm. it the Triple Ds? I'm telling you, that... <laughs> what guy doesn't like Triple Ds? That cow wants to wants to do me. Like the way it is looking. Oh, like the way it looks at you. I mean, anybody. Do you know I mean, what the mascot's name is? You're looking at this mascot now. Do you know what the name is without looking it up? Do you know the name? Big D. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Big Swag. D. Would you Would you care to take a guess at the name of the Dairy Daddy mascot? No. It's exactly what you'd hope it'd be. His name is McCreamy. <laughs> Of course it is. Look, I mean it's the it's the smallest possible level of baseball. Ladies, that coming to the stage, McCreamy, McCreamy, <laughs> get ready to move. Now again, I don't know the sex and how all this works, but if you did put udders on this thing, but you morphed <laughs> it to look like a six pack ab udder, and then it shot out cream. Should be named churn. onto onto the crowd. Churn, <laughs> ladies, you want it churned? <laughs> McCreamy can do it for you. Or curd. <laughs> now you're turning me off a little bit. You've gone you've gone too far the other curd. way. I look, if you're gonna make a team, you might as well lean into like the most inappropriate thing you can get away with. Yeah. That's why the pickle's so great. At this point, yeah. I mean his Dill? The the tweet Dylan. of uh Dylan. His name is Dylan. But don't we call him Dill the Pickle? Isn't that like uh, the short version I think of his name? Isn't it like Dylan T Pickle? Or Dylan something? T. Dylan the Pickle. Like it is Barley T Hop, Barley the Hop. Gotcha. Okay. We'll oh, the full name. Yeah, Dylan T Pickle. He's running for president, by the way. Who, Dylan T. Pickle? Yes. Uh, Got my vote. Looks at least 30 years younger than the candidates we're going to get, so I'd probably just, at this point, you know. Two old guys or a pickle? Who do you want? Why don't you take politics seriously? You're voting for a pickle mascot. Have you seen what's going on right now? It's like the uh, giant douche in a turd sandwich. <laughs> I Look, I, I'm going to have to buy a McCreamy t-shirt. If there's ever been a moment to buy minor league gear, it's right now. McCreamy at the Danville Dairy Daddies is right up my alley. Uh yeah, and it, make it make sure it's the one of him like leaning up against the bat. Don't even have the name or the team name or anything. Just the cow. Like, is it gonna be a pose of him on a white tee where he's looking at me with his 
flexed out buys. His tries are showing. He's holding the bat out, and he's like, take a look at my wood. <laughs> Me creamy. Look at him swing his little bat. Yeah, I mean, I, they're clearly leaning into that. Again, the look of it in his eyes. It's intense. Is, it is yeah, like intense. usually teams go for like an intimidating look, right? Where if it's a cow, like he would look like pissed off, right? Yeah. He has some like fire smoke coming out of his nose, you know, a bull ring. No, this this cow is about to get into some things. They, he is a, he is an absolute freak. They already have a Danville Otterbots, and their mascot is a mechanical otter. So they're going to have another affiliate like a team. cyborg or otter? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And so their second team in Danville is going to be the Dairy Daddies. So. Now this, uh, I want to go down like Quite the, enjoyed reading about this last night. I want to go down the AI chat GBT road and just like give me the most crazy obscure minor league teams that you can. There's some pretty good ones out there. I know, the and trash, that's what I'm saying. The Trash, the trash pandas, pandas, the Savannah Bananas. The Savannah Banana, yeah. The Montgomery Biscuits that they just literally yeah, they have got a, the biscuits. a biscuit as their like, logo with some Somebody's a wing nuts. on it. I showed my wife the Savannah Banana pitch where they were dancing, and yeah. she goes, if baseball was played this way, I would watch Major League Baseball. Is that wow. two that's, cows in a field? That's his O-face. <laughs> that was his O-face right there. The Danville Dairy Daddies. Buy a t-shirt now. Uh, all right. David Sampson of Nothing Personal, former exec for the Miami Marlins. Uh, he joined us in the 6 a.m. hour. We'll get his thoughts on where the Portland Diamond Project stands versus Salt Lake City. Uh, if you missed that interview, you can catch it at 1080thefan.com. But a couple things we want to bring back, and we'll do it next on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. Text the word FUNK to 503-864-6326. That's FUNK, F-U-N-K, for your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Parliament Funkadelic featuring George Clinton at the Crystal Ballroom on June 14th. That's the word FUNK, F-U-N-K, to 503-864-6326. Uh, we had David Sampson on earlier, former exec for the Miami Marlins, and now does a podcast, Nothing Personal, where he talks a lot about the business side of sports, Major League Baseball. 
And I just think he's a good person because he used to be in these meetings, these owner meetings. He used to be representative for Miami in those owner meetings. He knows what Manfred is like. He knows just the way and the landscape of baseball and what it's been for a large part of 20 years. So, you know, Mike Barrett was on with Isaac and Sue a couple days ago. I listened to it yesterday. A couple things caught my uh, caught my ear, and I wanted to run some of this stuff down with David. And so if you missed that interview, you can catch it at 1080thefan.com. Uh, he may have made you feel more optimistic and may have uh, made some of you out there who have been loud about the pessimistic approach of all of it maybe breathe a sigh of relief here. He described it as a marathon. Me and Swag had a debate, not so much like embracing a debate, but a back and forth a couple weeks ago. I'm one, and I'm not, you know, I have no business experience largely. I'm a terrible salesman. Uh, we had a conversation about who are these people? Who are the financial backers? And Barrett has talked about this a couple times of, eh, now is not the time. And I I just, I've kind of been under under the impression, impression that knowing the name could be great. We asked David Sampson. When you do that, how important it is, this is what David Sampson had to say about letting the potential owners of the expansion be known. So it's totally up to you. If you want to know who the money is, then you won't get a team. And why do I say that? Major League Baseball, the commissioner, and the owners who are going to be voting for which city gets expansion and then which ownership group gets it, they don't want people getting ahead of themselves and getting out there in public before they've got approval and before they've got a team. So the smart people around the country who want to own a team, they are very, very quiet. And that's what this group has. I know Mike Barrett talks publicly. Craig Cheek once in a while talks publicly. The financial part of the group, because they're also a part of this, a big part of this, the financial part of that group, we don't know. They're there. They're going to put a bid in for the red tail lot. I think it's easy to say and probably a universal agreement. If you're spending $60 million on a plot of land, you're a pretty serious group. Uh, but I was wrong on that. Swag was right. He also went on to talk about these owners, whoever they are, baseball is going to pay attention to how aggressive and how much you're going to contribute versus being on the receiving end of what all the other teams that are working hard do. However... What is way more important when you are looking at expansion is whether or not that city will be able to actually support a team and that you are not adding a revenue-sharing recipient. They want to add a revenue-sharing payor, or at worst, revenue-sharing neutral, but really you want a revenue-sharing payor. You want to make the pot bigger. You want to make it so there is more sharing of money, and that takes precedence. He also describes Salt Lake, because we talked about Salt Lake, who seems and feels, I think, to everybody here, hey, they moved ahead a little bit. They've got Oregon native Ty Burrell from Modern Families, a part of this group. Dale Murphy, uh, Major League Baseball, great here. And he was a part of the Diamond Project. He is now <laughs> on their traders. Yeah, we had two traders in this thing. And, you know, politically, they're pretty aligned. I, I know Barrett had said that a lot of city leaders are very supportive of this and been very helpful. You know, the with, Miller family, I think, is back in it over there. Yeah, they, it's the Miller family who have been tied to the Jazz. Which, and yeah, I mean, they have a ton of, I think, support in Salt Lake just because of, yeah, their ties with Utah Jazz and how great that has gone for them. And also the land situation in Utah structure a little different. Uh, did did David Sampson give you more optimism? If you've have you leaned on pessimism during this from, you know, being high on it and then it goes kind of dark and quiet and then like, uh, okay, you're just doing merch and... 
not that they're merch hoarders or anything, but like people, that's some of the stuff we would read on the text line. Did he give you optimism that Portland can leapfrog back over Utah? Because he did describe this as a marathon. Yeah, and that last little bit is what gave, and he even said this, will give you a little bit of optimism. And I think there is a sense where we don't know where the money is coming from. But I would be shocked that if the MLB didn't know. Like, having these conversations with the league about expansion and trying to make that an option, like... They want to know, they probably want to know the financial backing of this. And those are the people that have to know. Like, all right, like, yeah, you say you got the money and that there is a financial team behind this that is going to be able to foot the bill. The public doesn't need to know that until the time is right, like he said. But the league sure as hell needs to have that reassurance. But that's where I also wonder is that if they know both the situations with Portland and Salt Lake are they leaning more Salt Lake just because of like a city perception and how Salt Lake feels in the eyes of, I I didn't get the read from Barrett that the city perception stuff is a real thing. It just, I don't know. It feels like Portland is just, again, this kind of goes back to where they're, where they want to be hubbed is not necessary. I mean, it's, it's Portland light. It's an in-between spot of, of Beaverton and Portland. I get that, but I mean, so that, Around the country, like, and this is, again, kind of goes back to the whole, the negative thoughts are the loudest in the echo chamber of the internet, is that if you were to ask people around the country what team you would want or what city would want an MLB or deserves an MLB team or would be best for ML, I feel like more people would lean Salt Lake than Portland right now. Why do you feel that way? I think think it's the opposite. I think that people I mean, would rather go to Portland for a game than Salt Lake City. Well, you should have a talk with my co-host Rashad Taylor because he just clamors how cool Salt Lake. City no, Salt Lake. Is. I'll defend or how Rashad much better Taylor. it is than Portland. Uh, I mean, it's I, I, I'm not going to debate that. I, I like Salt Lake City, too. I've been to Salt Lake. Um, it's a cool city. I just I I I don't think that that is accurate. And Barrett kind of said this in leaders of baseball. That's not as big a thing for them as people try to make it out to be. As far as city perception and like yeah. to the yes. rest of the league, if they the get 29, the, 30 other franchises. If they get the red, t- red tail plot, like why would baseball care about that narrative? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good point that at that point it's like. I also, right. I'm kind of getting like tired of just the overall, like things are not as great as they once were in downtown. I work here every day. Oh, me too. There's I roads mean- I drive down and I go, ooh, that's kind of nasty. I've also been in downtown a ton. There's really cool spots still. There's still some really good eats. Like this idea that it's like some impossible pit of hell that you cannot walk around. I get it. Is just wildly inaccurate to me as somebody who actually works here and come once in a while comes down here. Again, Barrett already kind of dispelled some of this stuff. So to me, it's not even a conversation. If baseball doesn't care, I don't really care what the internet says. Listen, I I, agree. I think we care too much about what the internet says. Well, I agree what you're saying. Like, uh, yeah, we live here. We see it. We know it's not nearly as bad as it sounds. But again, trying to convince. It certainly has its problems. I'm not dis- denying that. I just. This but what idea major city it's... doesn't in a sense, right? Well, but, I, yeah, I mean. Again, I just think that the public perception outside of this city is not is not where it needs to be in order to sway MLB to say, like, yeah, this is where we want to put our next franchise. But I don't know what you're basing that off of. The internet is not a real thing. I get it. And, you know, 
we can look at. I mean, that's why I asked. Uh, but Dave... Barrett said baseball doesn't care about that. So, like, why is that even a thing? Well, it... baseball is telling them they that... don't care. And that is Barrett saying that. Uh-huh. Like, of course, he's going to say that. Like, whether he is and if he's in the room with the MLB executives and they're saying, like, no, we don't care. I just feel like getting the owners on board with that as well. Well, David didn't seem to swag. Did you walk away that the perception no? What David is city? saying is, if you put a ball, just because you say it's going to Portland, yeah. If you put a ballpark somewhere and develop the area, and you're going to fill that ballpark up most nights, mm-hmm. regardless of how bad the team may be in any given season, and you get sponsorship dollars rolling in, and you you're can aggressive fig- as a franchise, you're aggressive. To win. You can figure out how to get viewership, whether it's streaming or with a traditional TV. Well, that's worked out. Set up in Portland. If you do all those, and you are going to kick money into revenue sharing, and your owners are going to spend uh, and have a requisite payroll, you're not going to just constantly pocket the money. The biggest beef the big teams have with revenue sharing the ones that pay in is the ones that are taking it out aren't putting the money back into the payroll and the product on the field that is their biggest beef so the yankees and dodgers and mets and phillies and teams that pay in you don't it, want another pittsburgh pirates no is what they you don't, don't want you know for years the royals wouldn't pay anybody they finally put paid yeah. uh bobby witt jr here so if the team has the resources to put everything together, it's probably $5 billion up front to build the stadium, to fund the team, to pay the expansion, to put the minor league organization in place. If they got the $5 billion you need and Major League Baseball <laughs> believes them and yeah. sees it. And you have a who, West Coast hub. And so now you're in the West Coast. Mm. Uh, it helps travel with Seattle and the Bay Area and all that sort of stuff for teams coming West. You can easily put together road trips where the travel's not uh, horrific, and you're you look like you're going to be able to support the operation uh, with the revenues that you're able to generate. Then that's the most important thing to them. What were you eating? Uh, almond roca. God, you have an addiction problem. Everybody in this building has an addiction ah, to this stuff. You guys so, are so good. We're lousy with almond roca. Do you see how many of those things we have back there? What do you mean? Everybody's eating. Every time I turn the radio on, somebody's eating them. Yeah, I know. There's boxes and everybody's eating their way through it right now. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you knew, but those were like client gifts that did not not make their way to some clients. So now they are making their way into our stomachs. Uh, (laughs) A lot of stomachs, indeed. Well, we wrap it up. Coming up next, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I want to do a poll question, but I'm not trying to get in trouble. But I get chastised for my candy choices, and I just think it's remarkable a candy I like, and then people are over here eating certain things. We won't go into that on the air. Everybody's going to have a tizzy fit. Oh, you can't believe you said that on the radio. Oh, Look, everybody has their, their preferences. Their palates are weird. I'm not a peanut butter guy. Like People say, oh, Reese's is the best. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not a peanut butter guy. I don't have anything against Reese's. I'm just not a peanut butter guy. Without if you don't saying, like toffee, okay. Well, not a toffee guy. Well, coconut is trash in basically any capacity. So, I mean, sounds about white from you. Um, 
This is a funny little comment from uh, the Combine. Kyrie Jackson, the DB from Oregon, was asked if Roma Dunze was the best receiver he went against this year. And he said, no, best receiver I went against was Troy Franklin. (laughs) In practice. (laughs) The one-on-one drills. That was getting tense, all right? Tough thing for Kyrie. It's pride, ego on the line. It's great to defend the teammate. I commend him for that. There's a lot of still images you can Google where Rome is holding a game-winning touchdown catch yeah. as an Oregon DB is on the ground. Uh, let's not let's not talk about that. We also talk about the Pac-12 title game where they just kind of physically manhandled. Yeah. Hey, the Ducks don't let you film practice or take pictures, okay? You no, know, Troy I mean, Franklin's great. He, I think man, he might have torched him twice as much in practice, all right? We just don't know. Not a single scout has him near Roma Dunze. But again, I think it's great. A teammate sticking up for another teammate, putting yeah. him, putting his stock up. I, yeah, like I was going to say, boost that draft stock, baby. It's also funny to everybody that's not a Duck fan to read that comment and go, well, <laughs> I watched you play that team twice. You guys couldn't guard him. Again, do we really have to revisit this? Why are you? Why are you well, he's this? the one that said it. He's at the combine. I, what do you want? You're bringing up the Washington Roma Dunze stuff, right? I mean, you... Kyrie Jackson's literally the one that was asked the question, and he was like, "No, Troy Franklin's better." Oh, than if Roma I was Dunze. going to lay few next time we have Ken on futures NFL offensive rookie of the year, I would see what Roma Dunze his numbers are. Does that feel worth it? I'd, I'd have to ask him this too as like a follow-up. Does that even feel like a worth it market? That feels like it's the MVP now. It's just the quarterback winning. Because if there was ever a year, ever in a year of the man, I got no, Puka Nakua. Didn't Puka Nakua win it? Or did CJ Stroud? CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud uh, yeah. If there was ever a year to recognize that two positions that are played entirely different are worthy of sharing it, it was this year. Yeah. Puka Nakua should have been co-rookie offensive of the year with C.J. Stroud. But it's the MVP. It's let's give it to the quarterback who's amazing. If there's no amazing quarterback, then we'll reward the position player. But I'm with you. I think Rome's going to be awesome. Hey. I love I love Roma Dunze more than I like Malik Neighbors. Before C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chase the two years prior. How are those rookie classes at quarterback? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Caleb is even half of what we think he is, his numbers are going to be decent enough to give him that award. Uh, thanks for ha- hopping in today, man. Dude, no problem. Uh, planned it terribly after going to a concert last night. Yeah, you did. You when told I sent you, you that text, midnight. I think on Monday or something, I was like, hey, I'll do Thursday. And a yeah. day later, I'm like, oh, ass, what have I done? Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. We will spray the line tomorrow. Got a lot more to get into that I didn't get to on my show sheet. And thanks for hanging with us. You guys have a great Thursday. If you miss any of the show, catch it at 1080 The Fan. We had David Sampson, Chris Mannix, and Ken Barkley. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow bright and early. Dirt and Sprague, 6 to 9 a.m. on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Veil. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.